Hi, I'm Carrie Hines. Welcome to our Hair Radio podcast series that features special interviews and segments from the Hair Radio Morning Show, Salon TV Network, along with original exclusive content right here and across 10 other top podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Contact us about advertising your products or services or being interviewed at 347-587-3213 or visit us on the internet at hairradio.com. Now sit back and enjoy your Hair Radio podcast presentation. Again, I'm Carrie Hines. Thank you. All right, we're back live. You're listening to the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines. It is Friday morning. It is November 6th of 2020. It's a little after 8 o'clock in the morning, Eastern Time, 7 o'clock Central. So happy to have you guys with us. Um, We're about to bring to the line two gentlemen who, uh, in my greatest uh, dream ever, would be to have an amazing panel with these folks um, on at the same time. They've both both been with us uh, in recent times, many times, in fact, uh, but never on together. They've never met before, as far as I know. <laughs> we'll find out in just a moment. It's my honor to bring to the line simultaneously the amazing, uh, two amazing folks out there who are doing great things, uh, Dr. Leroy Hines, and also uh, Wayne Smith, former mayor from Irvington, New Jersey, for 12 years, and trained economist, as well as entrepreneur and business leader, uh, Dr. Leroy Hines. So, gentlemen, welcome to the Hair Radio Morning Show. You're on live around the world. Good morning. Good, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me, Carrie. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let me make the introductions. Uh, my big brother, Dr. Leroy Hines, you guys know him. He's been with us many, many times. We're happy to have him on this morning. We've got a lot to get into, so we're going to move a little quickly with it to get started. But I do want to make the introduction. Uh, Dr. Leroy Hines, meet Wayne Smith from Irvington, New Jersey. Uh, You know, uh, the former mayor from Irvington, New Jersey, I should say. Wayne, meet uh, Dr. Leroy Hines. Dr. Hines, my pleasure. My pleasure is mine. All right. So, gentlemen, I want to jump in. One of the reasons that I wanted to have you guys on uh, simultaneously is to kind of uh, kind of make sense of, of where we are as a country right now. And, and this, I don't know what to call it, but I'll let you guys characterize it. First, let's kind of lead on in. Um, Dwayne Smith, your political uh, aficionado, a former mayor from Irvington, New Jersey, for 12 years. Uh, mm-hmm. A legendary, uh, I'm going to say, career uh, public servant. Um, what can you, and, and you're a business leader in these days and times, I just want to make that clear. What can you tell us? What do, when we spoke, the last I spoke with uh, Mr. Wayne Smith, I'm going to say this. When do we talk? We talked last week, I think, and right before the election. Yeah, just, just before the election. Mm-hmm. And we had some great conversations. Wayne, I'm going to have you to speak up a little louder for us. But um, we talked a lot about uh, where, when we were kind of going and where our minds were about a week ago. Um, mm-hmm. can you, just to refresh, folks, we were in a – it seems like that was a lifetime ago, uh, Mr. Wade Smith. Um, what can you well, tell well, us well, um, a little bit about absolutely. that and where we are today? <laughs> well, right? I, I think um, we, we talked about what we thought was a division in the country, but now clearly it's reflected in the election process by the vote. 
Um, country is clearly divided. It's going to be a very close election. Um, it's going to spend probably Georgia and Pennsylvania will determine the outcome. And through the electoral college, and although Biden has anywhere from three million or more up in uh, in the popular vote, so it's it's going to be. I think Biden's going to pull it out. Um, I think that all the polls that said that he was going to uh, really uh, be triumphant in a larger way were wrong, and and, and I'm a, and I, and and I'm gonna tell you why I think. Um, pollsters typically poll people who are most likely to vote. And when they poll people who are most likely to vote, they can't anticipate all these new voters that are coming to the polls. And so Trump, both sides energized uh, their base, but also because of, I think, because of the pandemic and, uh, and anxiety of folks around the country, a whole group of people um, came out that never came out. But this is the highest vote count, too. The both candidates got the highest vote count of any presidential candidate in history. The, Joe Biden got the most votes of any presidential candidate in history. Donald Trump got number two. So means that people were interested in the election in a way that we could, we could not predict. And the vote by mail process is um, very difficult to, to manage. So, you know, if, if we're patient, we'll get the outcome. And I still believe that Biden will will act it out. Now, how he will govern after that is a whole nother question. And a whole nother topic. And uh, just to be fair, uh, folks, uh, they're still counting the fo- uh, these votes. There's still a, pa- a, a pathway uh, at the moment. Um, I'm looking at the information, um, just scrolling on two or three TVs literally here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so things are still being kind of decided. Um, I have to say I'm really honored to have you guys with us. Dr. Leroy Hines, let me weigh in with you. And first of all, again, welcome to the show. Uh, it's been a little while since we've chatted, but you've been on with us many, many times, keeping us abreast. Every time something has happened over the last few years, we've, <laughs> we, we call up two folks. That's Wayne Smith and Dr. Leroy Hines, and uh, you guys have been just awesome. <laughs> So, and that's really the truth. Our listeners know. Our listeners know. Um, so, uh, Dr. Hines, I want to talk with, and uh, uh, again, it's uh, he's my brother, so it's very strange for me to say Dr. Hines, but I'm going to do it uh, today. Uh, Dr. Leroy Hines, I have to say, you know, being an economist, you're a trained economist, you are very, I mean, beyond, you know, to say astute in this, this is your area of expertise. How big of, you know, uh, you know, how big of an, an issue, I shouldn't say issue, but concern about the economy do you think has played a role in where, we, where everything has kind of gone and turned out? What do you say today about the economy weighing in? Uh, your thoughts this morning. I believe the economy played a very important role in terms of the way people feel going to the poll. Now, remember, you have the pandemic. But the pandemic is tied or married to the economy. The pandemic is the reason why we are where we are, for one reason. And then the mismanagement of that pandemic. Now, whether that's real or imaginary, it doesn't really matter. Because if you really look at the numbers of the pandemic and you look at them here in the United States, look at them in Europe, it's ironic that the number seems to be going up everywhere. But if you look at Asian countries, and particularly where the China, I mean, in China, where the virus originated, 
you don't really see those numbers ticking upwards, not, not in the way that it is in Europe. I think what it is with people, people are coming out voting historically the way they have been voting with their pockets. Now, those individuals that voted for Donald Trump, they're doing the same thing too, but they have a totally, and this kind of like speaks to what um, the mayor just mentioned about the division in the United States. They got a totally different reality about how the economy is doing. They're looking at the glass as far as like, well, Donald Trump, he had the economy churning pretty well at one point. All of a sudden, the pandemic came in, and it wiped out all the gains. Well, you know, that, that is true to some extent, but there, there's a tremendous amount of mismanagement. There's a tremendous amount of things in which he could have done that made Americans feel a lot better, maybe even wearing a mask in the beginning and throughout this whole ordeal. But those, are, those little small things were never done. Therefore, folks kind of like be, behave. Now, the numbers turned up. They probably would have gone up anyway. We kind of, I'm not an expert when it comes to pandemics, even though I work with the JPO CBD, which is a chemical biological detection, which is responsible for chemical, radiological, nuclear, biological, and explosives for the United States military. But, and, and I was also part of that group that sent troops to, um, to the West Africa for Ebola. But at the same time, I'm, look, when I look at this and, and, I, and I see the things that we could have done that could have probably ameliorated some of these economic woes in which we're experiencing right at this moment, it's just unbelievable. Now, that being said, with Joe Biden, I, I, I'm, I have the same feeling, too. I'm not sure how he's going to handle this. I, I'm, I'm really not sure. I'm not even, be honest, I'm really not even sure whether the best thing to do is to shut down the economy even further or just keep it going. I think, if, if anything, the most important thing, and this is not economics here, but this is basically just common sense. I believe the best thing to do is to just wear the mask, practice social distancing, and follow the best, follow the best practices laid out by the CDC and other health agencies. I think if we did that, I think that that will probably, in the long run, help the economy um, become stronger. That on, a, on one other note, and to, to your point about the economy, I personally, looking at all of the structural things in the economy, they look to be strong. It's just that um, it's the pandemic that's acting as a dark cloud over it. Exactly. Wow. And this is the thing, and, and there are so many folks. I mean, how you know we deal with this on a very basic level. Uh, you know, they're just folks not doing so great out here when, you know, under so much stress and all of that. Let me just catch everybody up a little bit. Um, folks, if you're just kind of tuning in, if you're just joining us, uh, I'm Carrie Hines. You're listening to the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show. It is live this morning. It's Friday, November 6th of 2020. And um, I've got, uh, you know, as I was kind of, you know, uh, saying, I have two of my favorite guests of all time, and uh, you guys really keep this program abreast on so many different levels and, and somewhat in different ways, and at the same time with a similar type of passion about uh, what you're sharing. And uh, it's really my honor to have you guys on at the same time. We're talking to former, way, uh, former mayor from Irvington, New Jersey, for 12 years, uh, Wayne Smith. Uh, who was just with us recently going into the election cycle. 
And so we're going to talk about uh, a little bit more about that because uh, you covered quite a few things the other day about uh, getting the folks out and motivating. I'd like to say I think you contributed to a big to the big uptick in getting the voters out to the uh, to the uh, polls. So uh, thank you for that, Wayne Smith. And mm-hmm, of course, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Leroy Hines, who's been with us. Um, you know, and and Dr. Hines, I also want to turn. You know, there are folks who have been saying so many things out there, and and we're not going to. You know, that's not going to be our focus today about some of those negative things that you could just turn on the TV and catch both sides of everything going all over the the mulberry bush about things. But I do want to bring to folks' attention now, and the, one of the main reasons that I wanted you to kind of speak to this is because you run a business of your own. You run a business. You're an entrepreneur. Can you talk to us about just being vigilant in personal safety this morning and talk a little bit about your company? Tell everybody what your company is and what it's all about. Well, okay. we're well, primarily a consulting firm. We do mar- we specialize in marketing and public relations. And because of my background, we do work in what we call public affairs and, and urban development. And so, you know, we do we, we have a division that does websites. We have a division that put, put, put together your material and all of that for all of your marketing collateral stuff that you do. And then we do uh, general PR. Now, every company, no matter how large or small, and this is sort of a niche for us, has to navigate the many issues, large and small, around government. So more medium-sized companies retain us because they can't afford the higher um, lobbyists and all of that kind of thing to navigate, and and local government. So we we know local government very well, and we help people navigate uh, that that local government. So um, companies will retain us just to have a sense of how, when they're going into a community, how to interact with that community. So um, that's what we do. And so part of, uh, part of our, our finance side is, you know, I was a former banker as well. So we do help people develop their business plans, their financial plans for financing. And uh, in, in that regard, we do a lot of work around development. So right now, and, and the pandemic has certainly slowed some of that down, but you'd be surprised how much people are still doing uh, real estate development around the country. And so That's interesting, people, Wayne. Yeah, yes. people are still, yeah, people are still uh, doing projects. Uh, my neighboring city, Newark, is exploding uh, with development. And uh, so I've, I've got some clients who are working in the city I was born in and actually raised there, attended its public schools. So um, there's still a lot of work and people are positioning beyond the pandemic. Right now in New York City, the, the real estate market is in a tizzy because a lot right. of companies now won't be renewing leases and people will be remote, working remotely. Um, but one of the things that our company is seeing is that there's a lot of activity around rental housing. Um, people are building more rental housing. I don't know if the home... And maybe maybe um, Dr. Hines can speak to this as an economist. Uh, things like uh, the real estate industry responding to building housing more for rental than they are for home ownership. So you know that's what we do, and we can help uh, companies develop some of their strategic uh, strategies around you know having their company grow. 
Well, Wayne, I want to thank you for that insight. Uh, thank you. And we're going to talk a little bit more about your company as well in just a little bit mm -hmm. as well. We're going to get back into it. But, um, mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Hines, I think you can speak. Didn't you guys just buy a house? <laughs> uh, you know, what can you tell us? Uh, can you speak to anything about the economy and, and renting and versus purchasing or where you kind of think we are? I know I didn't tell you we have that as a talking point, but anything you want to, any light you want to shed on that? Well, the housing market, for the most part, it, it is a buyer's market out there, and basically, it's that it's it's those it's those up it's those upticks in terms of the housing market that is really the foundation of keeping the economy strong. I mean, those building blocks right there are not wavering because of of because of the virus. And and you're right, I did basically buy a house, but I, I've also sold one too. Um, <laughs> where I'm at. Yeah, where I'm at, I'm actually in the Atlanta, Georgia area, and mm. I know that. Yeah, and I've actually like besides living in, in from from Russia to also from Africa and all over the place, this has always been my home, even though I work in the D.C. area. Now that being said, um, you're you're I, I agree totally with with the mayor. I mean, there's a lot of construction going on and folks have found out that renting particularly not only in new york but also in chicago detroit um it seems to be really really profitable for investors to invest in real estate for that problem there and you know in, in a way uh it, it's it's a catch-22 because most of the people who is usually getting those type of places are are usually going to be those individuals like who who cannot and, and and what I'm what I'm actually talking about, where it seems like I look at New York and look at the targeted development, and I just saw something just recently, maybe a couple of weeks ago, where a lot um, a lot of those areas, like in Harlem, and also in the Bronx, but in really but in areas where about we used to have a lot of minorities living there, a lot of those houses are, are being reconstructed or their houses are being built, but those houses are being built for rental. And they're being built for people basically coming into these areas who can afford these places. And, I, I'm, and it's going to push individuals out further, probably causing a more of another, causing another problem or if I, what, what is the term which is overly used is gentrification. And, mm -hmm. it's, and it's very unfortunate. That's just the way how it is. We see that as a trend kind of like throughout the Northeast, and also some the Midwest. I mentioned Chicago, Detroit, places like that. The, I, don't, wow. I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly what the solution is really for that because here's the problem. And we had, I think, Newark, New Jersey faced that problem with Corey when Corey was mayor about, like, you know, you got to bring in We're investment. talking about Corey Booker for you guys outside the area. Yeah. Yeah, I call it accumulation versus legitimation. You gotta accumulate, and 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 I'm sure the mayor probably could take this and run with it better than I can, being the mayor of a city. But you have to accumulate revenue somehow, but you gotta also legitimate too. And what I mean by legitimate is to be able to show your constituency that you are indeed working in their best interest. And that has been kind of like now that that legitimation. It's supposed to be that, okay, well, we're building these houses and we're bringing in other people and we're creating jobs and things like that. Whether that pans out totally or not, it, it all depends. 
you know, because there's been many situations where it doesn't pan out. I know, I know, like my, with me, as I mentioned, living in Atlanta, I'm privy to certain situations like that in, in, in municipalities like in South Carolina as well as in Georgia, where about um, we brought in auto manufacturers, we brought, we built houses and stuff like, and it did not pan out, did not do much for the tax base at all because big giveaways was given to individuals who came in. And individuals still had to pack, um, handle that tax through their home ownership taxes going up and stuff like that, putting a damper on educational process. All kind of stuff was going on. But um, but yeah, like um, it is a it's a major major issue, and it's probably one that definitely needs to be addressed, especially since we didn't have anyone at the helm of HUD that was really care about these kind of things. True. So it seems. Wayne Smith, any comment? Um, yeah, it's, it's it's funny, Doc. My my son just bought a house in Atlanta, and he, he bought it just before the pandemic hit. He was going to use it for Airbnb, but so now he's living it. Since the the Airbnb uh, travel mode for for consumers have kind of dried up at the moment. So, but yeah, so it, 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 it's um. You know, it's a it's going to be a tough economic recovery, and and, and just to, just to dove, dovetail this into the the election, so the Senate the Senate of the United States, the majority is still up in the air, and it might be right. decided where 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 Doc is, where you have a runoff, where you have the, mm-hmm. the pastor of Dr. King's church, church um, in a, in a runoff with uh, 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 one senator. Uh, who was appointed, and then you have a runoff. From what I understand, with Purdue and uh, the other candidates, so Georgia might not only decide the presidential election, but may decide who the, who is who controls the Senate for um, what I think will be, be the ultimate um, winner. Uh, in, in this case, I think it will be Biden. He's going to have a difficult time governing, if, you know, with uh, if McConnell still remains at the helm. But it's going to be a tight squeeze in the Senate because it's, uh, you know, if any 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 Democrat wavers on an issue, he's going to have a hard time uh, getting his agenda across. So the Republicans have pr- proved that they will, you know, toe the line. I mean, they've been very good at whether it was the judges they thrown out tradition, they throw out protocol, um, even change the Senate rules so that they can get their way. So, um, you know, so Biden's going to probably have to use all his his skill and even some relationship that he might have, even with Republicans. And interesting, interesting enough, um, Joe was the bipartisan candidate. He had more former Republican uh, officials come out and endorse him. Uh, I think he was so close in Arizona because uh, Trump so disrespected John McCain that I think it reflected he was supposed to carry Arizona. But um, I think a lot of people, including the former senator who did not run for reelection, Jeff Blake, um, they showed uh, Donald that they were not going to uh, tolerated behavior. So, well, Cindy McCain also. Uh, Cindy McCain cross party line, so to speak. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, 
might have had. But they're yeah, still that, counting that, the votes in Arizona, so we just want to remind everybody. And, and, and Biden, is, Biden is still leading. <laughs> right, right. It's a very slim margin. I just saw a flash on the screen of 50, uh, like 48 or something like that. But uh, but it's still we're we're going to kind of stay open and see no, no, how no, it no, plays yeah, out, yeah, right? We're all secret because yeah, we want every vote to be counted, and we'll find out exactly. soon enough. I guess next next <laughs> week, we'll, I'm, I'm sure we'll know something by next week. The next time you guys come on the show, we'll know who we, you know, yeah. we should have some kind yeah, of an update. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. hey, we're and, open. And, and one thing, one thing I would like to add to that, because there was a lot of talk about Hispanics and being um, for Trump. And I think that there's a, I think there's a, a misunderstanding of the Hispanic vote because they treat all Hispanics as being equal. When you look at that in Miami, where you have the, those 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 folks that are seniors now, a lot of them are, are up there in age that were from that old Batista regime of Cuba and stuff like that, and maybe some of their their kids of the of the late of the late of the late fifties and the and the sixties, you have a new generation of young, of young Hispanics, and particularly in Arizona, where you got those border towns that they, they, these folks have a totally different perception of Donald Trump, and most mm-hmm. of the most of the vile in which he was throwing around earlier in his campaign and throughout his presidency was basically targeted at those folks right there, and and they're young, they're the, the the Mexican American voting block is a very young voting block. Whether it's in Texas, whether it's in Arizona, New Mexico, wherever, these folks right here are, came out in droves against him. And and that um, and I and I know Carrie, you want to be you know is supposed to be politically correct, give it a chance to roll, run itself out. But I think that um, that Arizona is a done deal. Wow. Yeah, well, I, I happen to agree with you, Doc. I happen to agree with you. Um, oh my. It's going to be interesting. Very, very well, interesting. Uh-huh. Very. All right. Well, folks, if you've ju- and I, I gotta, I'm gonna let you guys. This is your arena today. I want you to, um, you know, we're gonna take a little bit, just a little bit of a commercial break. I want to just tell everybody uh, when we come back from that commercial. Doug Hines, you're up. I want to hear about your company. I want to hear uh, some of the wonderful things that you guys are doing at your combative company, uh, ASDA, and kind of just tell everybody a little bit about that. And then we're going to dive into some of this. You know, uh, how are you guys getting through this? We've got the pandemic, the election, and the holidays all hitting us at the same time. So stay with us. We've got a whole lot more of the Hair Radio Morning Show. We go till 9 o'clock today on the broadcast, and then we're back on Tuesday for the next live broadcast of the Hair Radio Morning Show. Again, we'll take a little bit of a commercial break, give you guys a chance to get uh, some uh, coffee, freshen up your coffee. Stay with us. All right. Hi, I'm Carrie Hines, and I've been in the hair and beauty industry for 25 years. It's my pleasure and honor to introduce you to Carapy Shampoo and Carapy Conditioner, Two unique all-natural hair products from Carrie Hines Hair Care, especially formulated to remedy any type of hair issue. And the biggest benefit of all is that Carapy Shampoo and Carapy Conditioner grows hair. Carrie Hines Hair Care is the very first African-American-based company to infuse hair care products with caffeine. Why caffeine? 
Well, many of you are aware that stimulating the scalp is truly what causes the hair follicles to awaken. We were most interested in developing a proprietary formula that works on all hair types, whether you have a relaxer or are a naturalista, and not wash away or strip the hair following a color treatment. We're thrilled at the amazing following of Kerapy, and we thank you. Please register at Kerapy.com and join our Kerapy community at HairRadio.com. Again, I'm Carrie Hines. Thank you. It's Kathy from the South Jersey area, and you're listening to the Hair Radio Morning Show. Hello, everybody. I'm Valerie from Validate Your Beauty. I am giving a shout-out to the Hair Radio Morning Show, Carrie Hines. As women, it seems like we carry the weight of the world on our shoulders, and that weight is directly balanced between your two feet. And with this balancing act, who do you think is suffering? It's not the kids. It's your feet. While running errands, paying bills, or dodging traffic, you could be ruining your feet. Wearing the wrong shoes for the wrong period of time can cause more damage than you think. Hammer toe and bunions are the leading deformities in black women. And Dr. Yolanda Raglan is the first black and only female podiatrist with practices dedicated solely to the correction of these type of deformities. So let this black girl do some magic and fix your feet. For more information, visit FixYourFeet.com, providing medically necessary surgery with a cosmetic result. It's time to rise and shine with the Hair Radio Morning Show with Carrie Hines. All right, we're back live. You're listening to the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines, and I've got two amazing guests with us. We've got a live panel It's Friday, November 6th of 2020. It's our show number 513, so it's show number 513 of the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show. So let me just bring back to the line these two gentlemen. We're on today with Dr. Leroy Hines and Wayne Smith, former mayor from Irvington, New Jersey, for 12 years. Again, gentlemen, good morning, and welcome back. You're live on the air. Good morning. Good morning, Carrie. Yes, yes, good morning. Now, um, before we took a little quick commercial break, um, I promised everybody we'd have you equal time. Uh, Wayne Smith was kind enough to tell us about his amazing business enterprise at this time. I think uh, you deserve equal time. So, uh, Dr. Leroy Hines, tell us a little bit about your company and what you guys do. Okay, well, first of all, I'm a senior fellow at Heron Associates in Washington, D.C., there, I'm a consultant to the Department of Defense. I'm an operations researcher. and um, But I also have my own company called AGA, the Analytical Group of Atlanta, which was founded 15 years ago. What we do primarily is we look, we look at the federal government, primarily Defense Department, but also um, NASA, other, other agencies, Nuclear Regulatory Commission, and most of the time, <clears throat> these agencies need capabilities of some sort. What we do, we basically help them obtain those capabilities. I go out in the private industry to determine exactly what is possible and what, and what is not, and I bring solutions to the government. If it's the U.S. military, it could be looking at a particular capability on the battlefield, like one, one, um, back during the height of the war, in Iraq, we were looking at battlefield DNA. So we would go into the market and 
will find individuals that can do that can create that if it's and if it's possible. Or either what, what what I'll do is look at things that have already been developed and see if we can argument that and be able to retrofit it to the needs of the warfighter. If we're looking at um, intelligence, things like, say, for an example, a lot of times, like, there's information that need to be, like, known. And I'm, I'm trying to dance around this here, so oh, I don't really I get imagine. too technical. <laughs> yeah. but, but, like, say, say, for an example, like, if we're looking at it, at a enemy on the battlefield, like maybe in Syria or something of that nature, and we may want to kind of, like, know cert- certain things about them. We have individuals that are basically being trained and they're, they're specialized, not only in the now, but also historically. So we bring it back to our senior leadership in military, and we basically tell them and, and, and bring them up to speed on that. Because there's a lot. You'd be surprised about over the last 20 to 25 years how much is really known about the Middle East. I, I was fortunate in a way that when I went to Rutgers University, um, I don't know why I did it. I, I, I just I really don't. But one of my side shows in terms of education was 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 in Africa and the Middle East. I, I, and and all of a sudden, boom! I just stumbled right into well, into the defense industry and working in the defense industry, and it really have paid off. So my company served you well. Yeah, it it it, it has, and um, it's it's been for the last. I would say almost 30 years now I've been doing this. So, so, but, but there was a brief hiatus during that time in which I left. I lived in Africa, uh, in Ghana particularly, but I went, but I, but I was working for ECOWAS, which is the West African Economic Community. But I also, uh, I also went visit 38 African countries trying to sell agricultural technology or trying to bring them on board in terms of trying to, Create and become self self depend self dependent on developing um, certain wheats uh, or cereals instead of buying from Southeast Asia and other places like that. Stop the bleeding of their currency going out. What little currency they have. So I did that for a number of years, also in between, and then I came back to doing the defense work about 12 years ago. So it's been rewarding. It's been a real very rewarding career. It took me to lots of places. Put, took me to places I didn't even know exist, like Azerbaijan and things like that, who unfortunately is at war right now. And, you know, so a lot of times when people say, hear the term, the Kono Karabakh, there are people who say, what, what is that? Where is that located at? And I've never, I've only met one person in the United States that was from there. But it, but it's wow. just amazing, you know, that, that whole journey up to this point now. So here I am now, I'm working during the pandemic, Still, um, I'm spending most of my time working from home, but I'm back in front and forth of a between screen. the area, <laughs> yeah. in front of a screen, and sometimes in front of a small screen, a telephone. Wow. But 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 yeah. I'm enjoying it though, because I'm on the kind of like the 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 waning side of my career, if you will, and I'm just focusing more on teaching. I also teach at George Mason, teach operations research there. Hmm. Wow. Well, very interesting. Well, Wayne Smith, now you, uh, we're going to have you to jump on in. And how are you handling all this? We mentioned uh, dealing with the pandemic and working from home. Um, are you able to, you know, kind of do your business in about the same kind of manner, work from home and all of that? How are yeah, you handling you know, all that? So, yeah, it, 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 um, 
it my business model used to require kind of a, a, a lot of networking, which you did a lot of face to face. You met a lot of your clients, and you built a lot of your relationships like that. So now you're, you're kind of relying on what I call recurring business customers who do business with you frequently, as opposed to trying to grow outwardly because it's very hard to. Um, Communicate. You do do. We pick up some new clients online and communicating that way with just pitching. Um, my wife just started a, her um her um her online jewelry store, which she, she, she just launched recently. So we're helping her wow. get that off the ground. So it, it, it's 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 a struggle. You're spending a lot of time indoors. You know, I try to be very very cautious and go out only for the necessities. You know, but. It does. It, it cramps the way you're accustomed to doing business, where there is some person-to-person contact. And so, you know, you know, kind of the model that we grew up. People often do business with two people: people they know and people they like. And right. it's very difficult yeah. to get out there and meet new people in this in this kind of environment. Well, I have to say, um, let me just kind of. We see, I see quite a few folks uh, joining in with us this morning. Hey, you know what? It might be some fun to just open up the call-in lines. Uh, folks, okay. if you have dialed in, can you guys handle some live questions this morning? Sure. <laughs> so let's see sure. if we can get some folks out there. If you uh, have a question for either one of our live guests on today, we have Dr. Leroy Hines, of course, trained economist and entrepreneur and business uh, expert, as you guys just heard. Wayne Smith, same, I have to say, Wayne Smith, former mayor and business, uh, you're a business expert as well. So we have some great uh, folks on who can give you a little bit, uh, you know, some feedback on whatever you're doing out there. Uh, press 1. If you press 1, you've dialed in on our 516 number, press 1. That'll be our indication that you might have a question or a comment for one of our guests or, or, or even myself this morning. So, yes, press 1. We'll get you live on the air with our guest today. We'd be happy to hear from you. And, um, you know, so please go ahead and don't be shy. We're going to have you guys to weigh on in. And, again, if you're just tuning in, um, I'm Carrie Hines. Today is Friday, November 6th of 2020. It's our show number 513. And today our guests, again, uh, Dr. Leroy Hines and Wayne Smith, former mayor from Irvington, New Jersey. I want to talk about uh, what should we expect. I mean, this is a loaded question, but what should we expect next? Um, you know, out there, or what do we think might kind of happen? Um, you know, what do, what would we like to see happen? Let's go. Uh, let's start with that, uh, Dr. Hines. Why don't you weigh in first on that? Okay, if we look at this from a political standpoint, I agree with what the mayor said earlier about the division. We're going to get more division. It looks as if though that it's a possibility, a very strong possibility, that the Senate may remain in the hands of the Republicans. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I really don't, I don't see any type of solution by Joe Biden coming on board to bring America together and to, to kind of like bridge that divide. And what, you know, I, I want and Carrie, you know, I've you and I've talked about this before. Uh, America has always been divided. It's just that with social media and things of that nature, these divisions have become a lot sharper. And, you know, I, I think what we all have to do, and when I say we, I mean we as Americans, is that 
we have to basically just stop for a moment, um, step back, take a real deep breath, and just realize that we're all in this thing together. And the political, the politics of it all, and, and I know I'm sounding more optimistic, and which is probably not realistic, but nonetheless, that is. I was about to say it's not any... all that characteristic. <laughs> My I, I, I know. I, I, I'm, I'm kidding. But, <laughs> you no, but you're right. You're, you're right. I, I'm really. I'm, well, you know what they say about pessimists and the optimists. The pessimists just got a couple more facts. <laughs> you know, so, but, 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 uh, but I think we do have to kind of like step back and, and really take a deep breath and not let this thing becomes more. There, it's important to understand that the, the presidency is an institution. Okay, I think uh, Dr. Hines is going to be, uh, we just lost him there. He'll be back on in just a moment, I'm sure. Wayne Smith, jump on in. How do you feel about that, yeah, so, what yeah, uh, so, Dr. Hunt just so, said? So I think, I think I, I, you know, just a c- couple levels. I think that um, we, we're going to – it's going to be some continued division, but I think the moment in time we have right now is that there's going to be um, – there's going to be some reckoning for, for both sides, the governmental people. I think the Senate will have to reach some compromise – on some sort of stimulus package to help the economy. And though I think the Republicans will, will find it difficult to do, I think the pressure on them having so much competition in their own states that they're going to have to move their position a little bit. And so I think you'll get some sort of stimulus that helps the economy. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And then – I think the other sectors of the the, the uh, economy, there are people who are holding on to capital, whether it's the foundation world or whether it's the venture capitalists um, who have responded to this whole cry around racial justice with trying to say they're going to capitalize black, black businesses, Latino businesses. They're going to have to really do that, and it's going to have to have an impact um, not just on high with people who, who are involved in industries like tech or whatever, but it's got to, some of that's got to reach the, the, the average Joe on the block. And that's, that's, the, that's the battle on both sides, the progressive, the progressives, the progressive Democrats and the conservative Republicans or these Trump Republicans, all of them feel like they haven't been heard. So that, but, the phenomenon we saw with Bernie Sanders, the phenomenon we saw with Trump, is that they are attacking what are traditionally establishment institutions and trying to find a new pathway forward. And how we 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 handle uh, people at the the, up the fringes and bring them a part of the mainstream is going to be a, un, a unique challenge. And so um, I think a lot of people are going to have to not just the government. The government is one piece of the puzzle, but it's going to have to be a whole lot of the private actors who provide some kind of financial resources that help grow the economy. Dr. Hines, we kind of, you, we kind of lost you there for a moment, so you might have not finished your thought on what you were saying, and we kind of jumped on in. Did you have anything you want to add? Yeah. Well, um, one, thing, one thing I want to add to what the mayor said is that 
Um, in terms of people, um, I mean, he's absolutely right. It, uh, government can't do this. And as I mentioned before, America has been divided forever. And in terms of, in terms of actually decision-making, this really, the decisions are going to have to probably be in the hands of folks making their own determination as far as what they think is best for them. Because, like, yes, we got these organizations out there. We got BLM. We got Black Lives Matter. We got other um, um, entities out there that are, that are fighting. But individuals, it basically come down to what people do. And because to me, at this point, um, if I had any belief that we could actually make a difference from a political standpoint, it all went out the window probably yesterday when I saw Republicans run into the aid of Donald Trump when he was talking about the election was being stolen. So now I know for a fact not everybody feel that way, but it pretty much goes to show just the kind of game. I do believe that if folks really become vigilant, put pressure on their elected officials, making sure that they stand um, stand for what they say they stand for, I think that's mm-hmm. going to be a, a way of going forward. And, you know, because at, at this point right now, we're in a new normal, and I, I just don't see America coming together. I'm looking at it, I'm, re, I'm I'm trying to think about this speech that Richard Nixon made, of all people, in 1959 when he was actually debating with Jack Kennedy when he talked about the division of the United States. And I, and, I, and I looked at that throughout time, and I'd say to myself that once we got a black president and Barack Obama, those divisions became almost unbelievable. I mean, mm. I mean, and with the help of social media, I mean, it became so sharp. And I just don't think the genie is going to go out of the bottle there. Now, mind you, it's really important that, um, I know that the mayor just mentioned about the fringe, certain fringe groups on the, on the progressive side of the Democratic Party and those on, the, on, on the, those on the Republican side, those that basically are independent to some extent or some of those who basically represent a Bernie Sanders. I, 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 you can't call them the sensible center. You, you can only call those folks the probably the sensible people to some extent, but those are the ones that are not really crazy. I always felt that those people were okay from, um, from a political standpoint. It's just those individuals that's further left and further right that can, be, that can probably, and I have to be careful when I talk about further left because further yeah. left doesn't necessarily mean looking at, further left doesn't mean looking at the, um, the BLM. Because even though they consider all of that on on the left, but what I mean on the left is folks that's really, really on the fringe and stuff like that, where the interests of of poor people are not really all that represented, and that's a whole different discussion. But definitely, mm-hmm. those folks on the right, where about you got people who's walking around toting guns and things of that nature, right there, who basically. Had, who had said that they were going to show up at polling places and, you know, intimidate yeah. voters. So I don't wow. think we're going to be able to do anything at all about that. I really think that going forward it's going to be in the hands of us to make the best decisions as far as what we need to do with our lives. When we do vote, when we do, because that's our strategy to this politics, to the limited resources, we got to hold these folks accountable at every turn. And don't be shy about getting them out of there, regardless of what their color is. Mm-hmm. Wow! Wow! I'll tell you, 
the more that I hear about, uh, you know, and, and all this is going through our minds and, you know, everybody's just on edge, literally, as we wait uh, the outcome of the election. So if you guys are just tuning in, we are live this morning. It's Friday, November 6th of 2020, our show number 513. It's a little before 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central in the morning. Real happy to have you guys with us. We're chatting with uh, Dr. Leroy Hines, and uh, former mayor from Irvington, New Jersey, for 12 years, Wayne Smith. Happy to have them both with us. Um, just want to remind folks in a program note, we will put this out as a podcast. That will be happening this morning. Uh, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, shortly after we close up today, uh, we'll put it out there across our social media. You'll be able to uh, find this on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and across like 10 other platforms. And just listen to the discussion between these two gentlemen. So uh, we're real happy to get that out to everybody. It's literally going to be available around the world. And you can. my favorite place to go is Spotify. So when I'm listening to music... You can search uh, any of my podcasts there on uh, Spotify, and you could even Google Carrie Hines Podcast. All this comes up. So lots of good stuff out there. I want to just say, uh, folks, it has been just an extraordinary time for us. And there I'm looking at, the, you know, we're watching all the news, uh, you know, uh, items as they co- uh, constantly talk about the election and where we are with the count and all this. Have you guys yet reached the point of overload? <laughs> Wayne, I'm going to go in and ask. You're the politician here uh, who's now in private practice, uh, private business, so, uh, private sector. So I just want to make that clear. Yeah, listen, we, uh, we, 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 though it's, 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 it's wearing on, on, on me and anyone else, we, we, we can't afford not to be vigilant just, just to stay informed. Mm. So I keep up even when I don't want to keep up. Mm, that's a very good point. <laughs> hey, I, heard I that. love it. Love mm-hmm. it. What about you, Dr. Hines? Have you reached hey, the, the overload point? I, I, got, I, got the same, I got the same point of view about that as the mayor. Look, yeah. I wish I could walk away from it. I swear I wish mm-hmm. I could, mm-hmm. but I can't. Mm-hmm. Too much mm-hmm. is at stake. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't think it could be said any better than that. Well, listen, um, before we uh, close out um, in just about nine minutes from right now, I just want to say we're going to end out today on a really good jazzy note. And I do mean that. We're going to get on one of my guests from the other day. You guys know Miss Allison Williams, super, super R&B artist. Uh, She did a Mm -hmm. full interview with us for quite a bit of time. So we're real happy to um, kind of put out there and get her new single, The Romance of You. She uh, she started in R&B, but she's huge in jazz these days. So we're going to get on something pleasant to kind of change the the <laughs> you know the atmosphere out there in the world today. Uh, so we'll end out with that in a couple of minutes. But um, first, I'm going to get some last thoughts from you guys on uh, you know just about what we think we need to you know what would you like to say to the folks, and then also please take a moment to shout out those folks if you have some folks who are tuned in, who um, who are supporting what you're doing. You both are, um, you know, incredibly uh, astute business folks out there. You're uh, leading in your areas, uh, you know, both of you. And so we're real proud of that. And remind everybody about your website uh, and all of that. So, um, Dr. Hines, we'll have you go first. Tell everybody uh, anything you want to kind of end out on today, and then we'll go on over and close out with Dr. Uh, with Dr. with Wayne Smith. That's next for you, Wayne. 
Uh, but yes, okay. we'll let Wayne Smith get the last word today. So, Dr. Hines, you take it from uh, take it from here. Okay, um, I know that these are really trying times. There are definitely times in which um, some of us, uh, particularly those of us, is trying to stay informed. Um, we're bombarded with all types of information, good and bad. Continue to sort through it. Don't be a don't be the person that basically takes something from Facebook or some of these other social medias and run with it. Research it. Give it a lot of thought. Don't come. Don't don't become consumed by it. But at the, but at the same time, try to understand it. Try to turn that information into something that you can understand in an actionable sense. But um, you have to basically stay strong, making sure that you don't become subjected to all of the the whims and fancies of folks on the news media because, like, a lot of times they throw out catchy terms. Like, you'll hear all kind of stuff that, well, you know what, um, um, and I know most of your most of the listeners here, they're they're pretty astute. They understand the, that how the, about being safe and about making sure that you don't really get caught up into the not wearing a mask versus wearing a mask. Believe me, wearing a mask does save lives. It's been proven. And matter of fact, like I always tell people, if you look at the Olympics of 2008, which was in China, they were wearing masks then, for, but for other reasons because of the the um, smog in the air. Be safe. Do that. Try not to become overwhelmed by the information that are out there because there's a lot of it out there. All kind of analysis are out there. Be able to walk away from it sometimes, as Carrie just mentioned about um, Allison Williams about the jazz. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I'll cut that. She had listen to stuff like that. Be able to <laughs> like take some downtime. But you know what? I always refer to jazz as contemporary African music, and listen to that. Be able to mellow out. Go back and get a little bit more. Even have yourself a little a, a drink sometimes, and you know just take things <laughs> in stride and don't really don't really freak out. Now I, I'm not advocating go and drink if you don't drink, but if you do, like you know, drink in moderation. But try to step oh, away from this stuff. And we're going to have Wayne jump on it. Wayne, go me, ahead. Give me, me, for, yes. I, I'm, I'm going to say for me, fire. drinking is only coffee and water, but nonetheless, <laughs> some of you are a lot more fortunate than that. Okay. Hey, so, hey, Doc, you know, in all in the pandemic, they considered the, the, the liquor stores the essential business. You know that? <laughs> they yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. It, 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 you know what? It's, a, it's, it's unfortunate. And I hope I'm not enabling, you know, in terms of doing Yeah, no, no, no. I just, yeah, just to make an observation. They, they considered the liquor stores an essential business. So I was like, wow. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I, I agree. I agree on that one. Okay. I mean, everybody, wine, wine, I, I'm, yeah. I'm actually seeing whiskey and wine being delivered to people's houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just follow Dr. Hines. Um, you know, we have all lived through presidential elections and, the impact that government has on our lives. But at the same time, while all that's important and we follow and we should, and we should be holding folks accountable for what they do, we still have to build our own lives, our own families, um, and our own communities. And we should be focused on that as well as we look at what's happening on the national and global scene. So keep pushing. Whatever your goals and aspirations are, I would encourage your listening audience that we have 
a, a stake in the world, and we whatever it is that we do, or whatever that whatever we're trying to build, let's be about that business, despite the politics well, of the wow. world. All right, it gets no better than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just want to oh, remind yeah. folks uh, that we'll be back, of course, Tuesday. We are live. Next week is going to be exciting. We also have Dr. Freeman returning to the airwaves. Uh, after five years, he's got a book out, um, which is an amazing book on history that they're using in the uh, school system. So he's going to be on himself with some other notables around, uh, you know. So we've got everybody coming next week as well. Plus, um, we're going to, there's some things that are in today's broadcast that I want to definitely mention. We had on a gentleman, a couple, uh, talking about relation, uh, their relationship, which is quite unique. Uh, one is dealing with autism. So uh, they kind of shine the light on a very special relationship. You can play that back as well mid-show, as well as uh, some of the things that we had uh, put in at the top of today's broadcast. I'm going to go ahead and end out. I want to just say a personal thanks to, to both of you guys for making this panel discussion just awesome today. It was just fabulous. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, yeah, so yeah, thank you. It's a pleasure meeting you too. Yeah, it's a, the pleasure is mine. And before you leave, Carrie, is there a way I could yeah. talk to, to Mayor Smith? Um, oh, um, uh, that you could connect me to him before. before well, before, you know what? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I'll tell you what. I will do that. Um, I'll give you a call. Uh, Mayor Smith is already. I'll give. Go ahead and give yeah, uh, Doctor Hyde your number. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, you got yeah, it. Absolutely. I'll do that. I'll do that right after we wrap at nine. Okay, so that's no problem. It's my pleasure. And uh, all right, so let me get on Allison. Guys, thank you so much. Awesome day. All right. The romance all is right. new, Allison Take Williams. Care. We'll be back. All right. uh, Take next care. Week. I'm down I'm feeling blue I close my eyes and picture you on those days when I feel blue I just need the romance of you I don't need jewels on velvet or pearls from the sea a mansion in Newport or a yacht anchored in the key But on the